Hey everybody, it's your host Hampton Dorch coming at you with a bonus episode. Nectar is a company that focuses on helping build better company culture. Um, and they do that at a really high level. And my friend Emily from LinkedIn works there and interviewed me. And so I just wanted to share this with you all. I talk a good bit about culture and leadership today, which both of those are definitely intertwined. And you'll get a bit of a peek behind the curtain of what uh, I do for work at, at WildSpark specifically. And I think where this could add value for you, especially if you're young in your career, is just start asking yourself the question, do I work somewhere that really cares about me? Like, do I really enjoy the culture that I'm a part of? Am I viewed as a leader at my organization? And if no is the answer to a lot of those things, I'm not saying go find a new job by any means, but just begin to ask those questions because I think a trap that a lot of us fall into, especially early in our careers, is chasing that dollar or that promotion or trying to climb the ladder. And a lot of times people find themselves in their late 20s, early 30s, potentially burnt out. And so, again, I give this advice a lot. The best advice I was given out of college was Hampton, go where you're going to grow the most. And obviously money is important. You have to make a paycheck, but just go where you're going to grow the most. Your 20s are the time to learn about what you care about, to develop skills and understand what you're passionate about. And just go somewhere you're going to grow. Find a culture that is about building young leaders. And that's what I'm so fortunate to be a part of. So you'll get a little bit of a peek behind the curtain to that today. So I'm excited to dive in. It's time for you and me to wake up and lead. Hey Hampton, thank you so much for being here today. We are here to talk about culture and leadership. They are inextricably intertwined. There are so many parallels between the work that you're doing and the work that we're doing. So we're here to talk about it today. So to start off, just tell me a little bit about you. Tell me about Wild Spark. Tell me about your leadership philosophy overall. First off, I'm just so excited to be here. And I'm, I'm really glad that you asked me to be on this. And you're right. I, great cultures, one, don't happen on accident. And they definitely don't happen without good leadership. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. And I, I am honored to be an employee at WildSpark. I'm pretty young. I graduated college just a couple of years ago. And I've been here ever since. And one thing that I think that's really cool is that we believe, and the best leaders believe, that everyone is a leader to somebody. And it may just be yourself right now. We talk a lot about leading yourself. I, I grew up similarly to Emily in that I like to do, quote, all the things, whether it was in high school or college with just different extracurriculars and activities and having leadership titles and all of that. I think there was a lot of character building that happens you know, early on. Maybe I was just going for the title to get some sort of approval or recognition. Of course, later on, you know, learning that that if you have that mentality, it's really going to hurt you and it's going to hurt a lot of people. And so I learned just a lot about what leadership really means, which I think we'll, we'll get into later on here. But one thing that I love about working at WildSpark, especially the first couple of years out of college, is that I don't have a leadership title. I'm 25 years old. I started here when I'm 22, yet I am viewed as a leader. And one of the most important things about our culture at WildSpark is our core values, one of which is 360 degree leadership development. And what that means is I'm not just leading South because even though I'm not formally leading someone, we have greener salespeople or interns or, or, or newer people like that, that I'm leading in some capacity, but I'm also expected to lead 
east and west to people that are that are my peers that have that same role. And this is really key. This isn't just on our website. We really mean this. I'm supposed to lead north as well. And so the people that lead me, they have to have a lot of humility and self-awareness to be able to say, hey, this this young buck, I'm going to listen to what he says. And so that is what drew me here. And that's what's going to keep me here. And those those types of things in a culture don't happen on accident. They're core values that aren't just on a wall or a website. They're core values that we talk about a lot. And so somebody who's young in my career, I'm really focusing on leading myself right now. And that just looks like learning as much as I possibly can, being an aggressive learner, being extremely curious as well, asking questions, and then just being gritty and and working as hard as I can. Yeah, I love that. And you've talked about both here, your presence on LinkedIn and in other group settings, how leaders can multiply, like you can multiply and you can create other leaders through your leadership. So tell me more, like how can these leaders influence, like can they influence a company culture overall, first of all, in your opinion? And if so, like how does that happen? And is it because they're developing other leaders? Is it because they're following the core values? Is it a mix of the two? Yeah. So Craig Rochelle has a leadership podcast. And one of the things that he says on probably every episode is the best leaders don't just build followers. They actually primarily build other leaders. So not just delegating tasks and and getting people to follow them. It's really delegating authority and empowering and building other leaders. So when you're a startup and you have five to 10 people and you're the CEO who can vision cast and do it all, this isn't super important. But if you're not doing that from day one, when you start growing, you don't have a chance at replicating and scaling that culture that you once had. The way to maintain a culture that you had in the beginning and the glory days in the beginning in the basement is to build other leaders, is to multiply. So if you make your your focus from day one to build other leaders, they're going to be able to say, here's our core values and here's why they're important. Here's our vision and our mission. Let's make sure that everything that we do through our departments and in our individual roles align with those core values. And my CEO, Cortex, one of his favorite things, he pulls out his phone all the time and starts videoing when somebody that's not not a VP, not a director, maybe even a manager is teaching and replicating what's he wants, what he was previously preaching, you know, seven years ago. And not to say that he doesn't do that anymore, but those ripple effects, that's what real leadership is, building other leaders. And you don't have a shot at having a good culture or the culture that you once had in the beginning if you don't focus from day one on multiplying leaders. Yeah. No, I love that. What would you say leadership trait wise? Like it could be soft skills, could be some harder skills, but I feel like it kind of goes to the soft skills a lot when we talk leadership. What traits are most important to you? What do you look for? What are you looking to develop in yourself? What have you looked up to in mentors? Like what traits stand out to you? A couple quick hitters, and this one's popular to talk about, but consistency is extremely important. And, and I guess that's not necessarily with leading other people. Well, it is, but, but essentially with leading myself too, I've really focused on habits and focusing more on being consistently good than occasionally great and really just playing the long game. I think grit comes into that, having a growth mindset. Those are extremely important. But, but ones that I really want to spend just a, a few moments on here, there's actually some data. There's a study that I just got shown that says there are two leadership qualities that are 
way more important than any other one. So when we think about good leaders, I might think about someone that is super energetic and can cast vision, or they can recruit the top talent to come stay, to come work with them and stay with them, or they can think very strategically or set direction. All of those things are wonderful characteristics of a great leader. But this study tells us something that you might not expect. So there's a guy named Tim Spiker. Look him up on LinkedIn. He's written a book. He's awesome. He talks a lot about the who, not what. So leadership is so much more about who you are than what you do. So what he did is he took eight leadership qualities and surveyed over 10,000 people over a long period of time to find out what were the ones that are most important. So imagine a pizza with eight slices but two of the slices make up 77% of the pizza. So for whatever reason, when they sliced it, these two these two pieces are just huge. These two qualities make up 77% of what it takes to be a leader worth following according to this study. And those two qualities were to be inwardly sound and others focused. So inwardly sound and others focused. And the cool part about that is both of those things are all about who you are and not what you do. And so if you think about someone that's inwardly sound, when you go to them, you're not worried about how they're going to respond. They're not going to yell at you. They're not going to freak out. They're going to look you in the eyes and really listen to you. And others focus is somebody that says, even if I have all the experience in the world, even if I know the answer, I'm going to put it on you because I want you to know that I really care about you. And so those two qualities have been super impactful. And the coolest part about it is when you think about motivating and inspiring, setting direction, recruiting top talent, Thinking strategically, these are typically things that are going to happen more once you're a manager, director, VP, executive. But the coolest part is that being inwardly sound and others focused is something that you can do in high school, in middle school. You know, you can, the two most important leadership qualities are things that you can work on from day one. And so my challenge to you, whether you have a leadership title or not, is to start now. I love that. Wow. That was amazing. I'm so excited to share this with the world. Now, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I kind of want to push us out of our comfort zones that I know we play in a lot because we work for companies that are doing great things. You can see the impact. It's really obvious. Testimonials are pretty easy to get when you're actually changing lives. That's amazing. And there's so much positivity and good feedback. And I feel like we should touch on when leadership for the sake of leadership or kind of like you were talking about with titles and then culture just to tout good culture. Like, I feel like we should talk about when that is just for show and how to maintain it actually holding its substance. Because I think it's so easy to talk about like all the good things and all the ways to build it and how, how great our companies are and they are, but (laughs) There also is the flip side to culture and leadership where there are people who are in leadership positions who have just been there for a long time and they're actually tearing people down in their path. Like, is that really a leader? And there are cultures that have great values that they don't live out. So I feel like we should talk about the other side of the coin a little bit. Any thoughts on that? Any thoughts? I I have a couple. (laughs) I can share a couple of things that that we're doing at WildSpark to really make sure that our culture stays intact. Because as as humans, we forget things and we need reminders in our lives, reminders of what's important to us. We can get bogged down by, by one email or one thing going on when really, if we're not thinking about 
what is the mission that we are on? What are the values that we say we live by? If we're not thinking about those things regularly, then we're going to drift very quickly. And one of my favorite quotes, which applies to you personally, but also as a business, is that you're never going to drift to your desired destination. I hear Josh Eaters talk about that a lot. And so you're not going to have a great culture on accident. You're not going to drift into a great culture. Some people love Chick-fil-A. Others don't. I love Chick-fil-A. We are going to their next conference with all their owner operators and all their support staff in San Diego next week. And the theme is culture on purpose. Hmm. So it, it's not going to happen on accident. And so a couple of the things that, that we do at Wild Spark and some of the other best companies do is we have every single quarter, we have our vision, mission, values offsite. So we take a half day, sometimes a whole day, and we get away from work on the clock and our CEO reminds us of why we exist. For some of us that have been here for years, we 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 remember that. We know everything he's going to say, and we could probably say it ourselves, multiplication. But for a lot of people, they're new, and they need to really learn that. Because when we talk about our core values of, of excellence, enthusiasm, relationships, integrity, 360-degree le- leadership development, exponential impact, things like that, we, we really want to say... These are actually important to us. And these what they look, these are what they look like. They're not just on our website. They're not just on our wall. And so what we actually do, and for some companies, you might say there's a 0% chance we would ever do something like that, but we do affirmations. So you look at someone and say, I actually saw you live out 360 degree leadership development over this last quarter. And I just want to affirm you for that. Keep doing what you're doing or relationships. You really are relational over transactional, and that has made work so much more fulfilling for me. And so we talk about these and affirm them in each other and call them out. And then on our quarterly offsites, when we talk about our business, every single department, when they present, they stand in front of the room and they put our vision and mission statement on on the first slide. That's the first thing that we share. And so we always remind us, let, let this not get old. I know we hear it all the time. But I, I just think that reinforcing a, a vision and a mission and a values is just something that is, is a non-negotiable if you really want to be intentional about the culture. And the last thing that I'll say there is we, we want to be very intentional early on, even in the hiring process of, Hey, this is who we are. And not just to say, are you aligned with this? But also to say, I think it, it only benefits both people, you know, to say, is this a fit for us? Are you going to be able to come in and thrive here? And is it a fit for you? And so if we're very clear about that early on, we also make sure we're hiring the right people too. So you've talked about, you know, Wild Spark a bit and what you've done as a company and some of your philosophies, but how does Wild Spark actually approach it? Like how do they develop leaders? What is the, is that an application? Like, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes. So if you can see me, there's some books behind me and I love these books. But one thing that I'll start by saying is a lot of companies say we want better leaders. And that's probably because they have people in positions that have never really thought about leadership, never been taught how to lead or, and people get promoted because they've been in a company for a long time or they're the best sales rep. And so they get promoted and they, it's a totally different mindset shift. It's, it's going from quarterback to head coach overnight. And so that that can be really challenging. And so people say, we want better leaders. Now, when I talked about the books behind me, the statement I'm about to say is that all the information is out there. Like if you want to learn 
things like being empathetic or leading a team or coaching someone or giving feedback or handling conflict or think about emotional intelligence. All of those things are in a hundred different books. There's a hundred different TED talks and YouTube videos and podcasts. So we can get overwhelmed with all of this information that's available to us. There's great information. And there's a lot of companies out there doing great things, but but they're providing resource libraries of 30 to 100,000 different resources, which I think sometimes can be overwhelming because if I'm a manager at a company and my HR leader comes to me and says, all right, time for leadership development, hop in and learn, just go find something. As passionate as I am about leadership, it's really hard for me to make the time to say, okay, what do I need to go search and look for? And I think 10% or less of people are just naturally aggressive learners that are going to go do that. And so what we do at WildSpark is say, we're going to play the long game, focus on consistency over intensity, and we're going to spend 1% of our time a month to grow as a leader. So that's like what our, our platform and our software does. And so we have an online platform where we're working on making the mobile experience better, not going to guarantee an app, but that's definitely something in the talks where essentially you're spending 30 minutes every single month on a leadership topic that your company is all doing together. So you do that by yourself. You'll watch some, you know, some movie clips. We'll have some humor. There'll be some places for you to reflect and respond. And, and that's all great because, because consuming content is good, but information without action is just entertainment. And one of the best ways to lead to action is through community because community creates accountability. And so what then happens is at the end of the month, after you've done your lesson on your own, you come together in a small group and meet about it. So if your company is doing WildSpark with 500 people, we'll break you into 50 groups of 10 and you come together and meet about it. We give you a leader guide with questions, a slide deck that helps you recap it. And all of a sudden people are learning different perspectives They have the opportunity to open up and share. And ultimately, they create action steps that leads to accountability because they're meeting month over month over month. And just what we're finding is that people really grow best in the context of community. And the WildSpark users don't view this as a homework assignment. They see it as a get to do because it's helping them, yes, at work, but also at home. Our CEO says we want to help people have a boardroom to family room mentality. If a CEO says, I'm doing WildSpark for my people, we we would hope that WildSpark helps them win at the boardroom at work. And so they're getting reps with handling conflict. And then when they go home, that actually impacts how they they work with, with their families. And guess what? If If they're winning at home where it matters most to them, you better believe they're going to come back to work and, and give it their best too. And so thinking about people just at work, I think is a mistake as well. And so those are just some of the things we're focusing on. Scalability is just super important in this space. It's really hard to do leadership development quickly and, and start something tomorrow with 500 people. And so that's one of the biggest problems we're able to solve. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's so cool because you take this individualized approach to focusing on people and building leaders and multiplying those leaders. And we take a more holistic, like, let's help you build your culture. Let's build a culture of recognition. Let's do that through the platform. But both of these are things that you're not one and done. Like we're not the software that you implement to check it off the list. All right. Our operations are in check. We got our training manual. Like it's not one and done. It is an ongoing thing. And same way that you hope that what you're providing for leaders to be better at work, Nectar, we're ultimately the vision is that 
people are happier and healthier because of work. And I have never heard anything like that before. People are talking about work-life balance so that they can have a little bit more life in their work. And they're never saying that like life is better because of work and because of the job they have and the work they're doing. So that's ultimately what we're driving towards in your, the way that you think about leaders and leadership feeds right into that. And it's so cool how this is just a cycle that is a really healthy and positive one if it's invested in and thought about. And like you keep alluding to, if you play the long game, like none of this happens overnight and none of this happens by accident. So thank you for how intentional you have been, how intentional WildSpark has been with building leaders and building just the people around you. Any final thoughts or things we didn't get to touch on today? Yes. So (laughs) one final thought here. I spend pretty much all day, every day talking to executives and HR leaders and operations people saying, hey, this is really important for you to do for all of your people, not just managers, but everybody. A lot of companies use WildSpark with everyone. But one thing that I'll say is I wholeheartedly believe that WildSpark is an excellent solution for leadership development. But even if you have the greatest content in the world, even if you get Tony Robbins to come deliver this to your team, if, if they don't like listen to it and then apply it to their lives and take ownership of it, it's not going to do anything. And so if you are listening to this and, and maybe you're younger in your career or you're a manager and you roll your eyes every time someone gives you a training, I would just challenge you to really lean in and take ownership of it because we can always learn and grow. Leaders are learners. And the moment we think that we've arrived, we're in, we're in deep, deep trouble. And that's probably the moment that we actually really need to dive into something like this. So yes, WildSpark's amazing and it'll solve a lot of your problems, but at the end of the day, it's on the individual to take ownership of it as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Hampton. 